Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA as well as the editor-in-chief for drbicuspid.com. And as always, thank you for joining us and we hope that you'll choose to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And because if you subscribe to this, you get great information from great colleagues in the industry. Yay, verily, those thought leaders who are out there like dental's pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Tom. How are you, man? Happy New Year, Kevin. How are you, my friend? Uh, hey, 2021, here we are. We finally made it, and uh, and I'm thrilled to be talking to you. Uh, you know, some things don't change, and I'm glad about that. <laughs> Same year, you know. I know we're all pretty happy that 2020 is in our rearview mirror right now, but uh, you and I never really took a break. We just kept moving with these podcasts. <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and people keep listening to them. So, hey, I I'm thankful they do. And so, yeah, Tom, thanks for taking a few minutes here. And let's talk about something that, that you've kind of noticed as 2021 dawns and it, it's something that I think we need to be aware of in the dental practice and that is known as serotonin syndrome and Tom what is that and what do our listeners need to know about it so serotonin syndrome is when you have this uh, over exaggerated response this serotonergic response it, classically you describe it as a, a combination of, of autonomic hyperactivity so your autonomic nervous system goes into overdrive and, and, and all these changes take place, not just GI, but also respiratory. You have hemodynamic changes. So blood flow doesn't equate to normal blood flow, but mostly it's the neuromuscular issues. You know, the, the flaccidity, the, uh, the muscle, uh, almost uh, tonic uh, over, you know, exaggerated contractions, even changes in mental status. Th that's the problem with serotonin syndrome. It's symptoms are so vague and not easy to put together that a lot of people just overlook it. Uh, and it, it's become more worrisome over time. It started in 2006, actually, where the FDA first released a warning regarding uh, serotonin syndrome, which could be life-threatening when it's uh, occurring as a result of a combination of medications. Uh, so for example, uh, the medications that we need to worry about mostly uh, when they're used in combination that can lead to serotonin syndrome would be uh, antidepressants, such as the uh, serotonin uh, selective reuptake inhibitors. Uh, people would recognize names like uh, Lexapro, escitalopram, uh, or you know, Zoloft or Prozac. So uh, those, those drugs then used in combination with uh, the triptans, uh, sumatriptan and uh, other drugs that are used for migraine headache, and even drugs that we use in dentistry, which is why you and I are talking about it today. And the drug that uh, we, are, we find most worrisome in dentistry that when used in combination with those other drugs can cause serotonin syndrome would be the drug tramadol or Ultram as it was known with its brand name. You know, and, and you say antidepressants, and the first thing I think of is what we've all been through in 2020. And I'm guessing that there's been an uptick in that. Uh, and I'm guessing that when a patient walks in, you know, it may be a little bit of a delicate subject, but still another reason to be asking them what's changed since your last visit. Yeah, and you have to think that, you know, obviously we've got a lot of patients uh, who are suffering the effects of uh, mental changes as a result of COVID. Uh, you've read, I'm sure, that uh, bruxism is on the rise, okay? And so a lot of people are tense, anxious. And so, you know, these medications, while they're, they're deemed antidepressants, they're also used not just for depression, but also for anxiety. And so that's why it's important, you know, we, we, you and I have talked about this many times, taking a medical history and always asking the three questions. What do you take? Uh, why do you take it? And do you take it today? 
the why do you take it's important here because I could be taking Lexapro for anxiety, not depression. Uh, and I, I might overlook it. I might not even think to mention it. I might not want to mention it. And then if you're the doc in this situation and you prescribe tramadol for me for pain, that can lead to the potential anyway for, you know, serotonin syndrome. Again, since the symptoms are hard to kind of put together, I may not recognize them. I may not reach out for help until maybe, you know, it's it's gone a couple of hours and now it's life-threatening. And, and I think it's something that, you know, whenever we first started talking about this subject, I was thinking about the patient going into the practice. And now I'm thinking about those patients leaving the practice, uh, sure. you know, and, and we know so many patients waited till after the new year to have a procedure done because of insurance reasons or whatever it might be. So this kind of is, is a little bit of a perfect storm, maybe. I couldn't agree more. You know, we've got the combination of uh, patients using more of these medications. Don't forget that some people actually borrow medications from others and self-medicate. So That's they didn't even think to mention it, right? Then you've got, you know, these, these medications being used more often in clinical practice. So more docs are prescribing them. Then you've got dentists who are prescribing it for pain. And you've got patients who use medications for migraines, both men and women. So you're right. You know, th th it seems like this deadly storm of where everything seems to come together and in the wrong way uh, to increase the risk of this syndrome, which not many people know about. And, you know, the information out there says that it is on the rise. Uh, and it's not just the drugs we talked about. There are other drugs like trazodone, which is often used for sleep. Again, not something I would think about uh, mentioning maybe, or, or if I'm the uh, dental professional taking that medical history, I may not even know what trazodone is. You know, yeah. patient says, oh, I'll use it for sleep. I may not think that it could lead to this increased risk of serotonin syndrome. Uh, so there, there's a lot to, to be gained by at least keeping this in the back of our minds that, okay, let's take a look at what the medications are and what the potential for interaction can be. And, and in my head, and Tom, tell me if I'm crazy here, because again, you're the pharmacology expert, not me for sure. Uh, you know, whenever I think sleep, I'm also thinking about those procedures in the dental practice where the patient may be under for a little bit or may choose to, you know, have the, the sedated uh, side of dentistry uh, evoked. And I'm thinking that this has a, a big uh, emphasis there as well, or, or a big warning flag, maybe. Well, absolutely. And, and let's not forget also that, that sometimes patients take drugs like uh, Cymbalta which most of the time they take it because they feel like they have, uh, they, they have feel pain, they have neuropathic pain. And so that's not classified as an antidepressant. It's not classified as an anti-anxiety agent for that patient. That patient takes that drug specifically because they have neuropathy. And yet that combination of that drug plus other drugs that we've just mentioned can increase their risk of serotonin syndrome. So you're right. The problem is it's not so much that when they're in the chair, it's when they left the office and yep. they're on their own. And that's the same thing with when we talked about pain control, Kevin, we mentioned this, we said, you know, pain control often takes place well after the patient has left the office and they're pretty much left to their own devices. So we don't have that supervising role anymore to see, you know, is this patient in, in a good position or are they in a position of danger? So it's very important for us to make those clinical decisions up front. That's why the medical history has always been, you know, in my mind, first and foremost, as far as making sure you avoid medical emergencies in the office and out. And, you know, you and I didn't talk about this before we went on the air, so I'm throwing this at you fresh here. Uh, but I read earlier today how that so many dentists started really ensuring that they were calling their patients again during the pandemic. And it wasn't because of a medical necessity, but it was that they just wanted to remind them how appreciative they were of their actual visit and them coming in. But I'm thinking whenever I hear this, man, that after visit call to just to double check and make sure everything's okay, 
maybe more important now than ever. Couldn't have said it better, Kevin. You know, I, I had uh, oral surgery done and my oral surgeon was was right on, like, you know, Johnny on the spot was calling me every two hours afterwards, making sure that I was doing okay. And a lot of times we, we look at that as almost a necessity uh, after surgery. But let, we got to remember also that sometimes it's just important enough to make that one phone call, even if it's routine after the procedure, especially if we've had suspicions that the patient may not do so well. I know everybody's hearing me say that and they're cringing. Like if I had to call every patient that I've treated in that day after work, I'd, I'd be two shifts. I, I totally get that. But that's why you have to have that that inner voice, you know, that uh, as I've often called my course, the phantom of the operatory, you know, it's that that inner voice in your head that says, hmm, I don't know, let me, let me call this patient and find out if they're doing okay. Just because I had a sense that maybe there was an issue that uh, may develop further once they're out of my care. Yeah, and, and team members, I'm gonna tell you, it's something that if you've got your spidey senses going off as well, it's never never bad to nudge the doc and say, hey, maybe we should, you know? I mean, take that yeah. leadership role. That's where the dental assistants and, and dental hygienists really shine because the dentists are, are so overrun with so many other things they've got to think about. And, and I've often said this to you as well, it's, it's all about building a good team around yourself. Yeah. You know, having that team that will help you make good clinical decisions, but also do good clinical follow-ups. Good stuff, my friend. Well, uh, you know, let's start 2021 off on a, a positive note, but also a cautious note uh, with this. So I really appreciate you talking about it. And I know, again, it's amazing how you keep on top of things. And you and I always have a topic because you bring it to me. And I know you've done the research ahead of time. And a lot of that you're sharing uh, with folks who follow you on social media and uh, on the internet. So let them know how they can find you. Yep, but actually, I, I, every time I read an article, I'm always now thinking, what can I, what can I make this? Uh, how can I make this practical? What can I make this into for if I was a practicing dentist, hygienist, assistant? You know, how would this impact me in practice? So yeah, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Believe me, it's a, it's a pleasure working with you. Always, uh, you're a good friend and a good colleague, buddy. So I have them reach out to me anytime. You, all of the listeners have been so good in giving me great feedback. It's uh, TomViola.com or uh, on social media everywhere at uh, Pharmacology Declassified. And and I always learn something whenever we get together, uh, you know, virtually now through the podcast. But uh, and I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge as always, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. You take care of yourself. And again, uh, looking forward to a prosperous 2021. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and it's going to be prosperous if we take care of each other and we listen to that inner sense, the phantom of the operatory. I love that, my friend. Well done. Well done, sir. And hey, thanks to all of you who invested a little bit of time into this podcast, into learning more, into making sure that you're taking care of your patients, into making sure that your patients stay healthy. We appreciate that more than you know. The Dental Assistant Nation podcast is all over uh, podcast forums, so make sure that you're subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be back soon with another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. Together, we rise.